0: Hello, and welcome to World Shop, the story where we fed it up already. Hello, stop, stop. Just get cold open, Cody. How are you doing? Hello, and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we tell stories. I'm Cody. Why is this like the ongoing thing? I get so nervous when I read it because I know you're just going to roast me. It's because you do it wrong (laughs) every time.
1: time. Somehow. It's like you're so anal and prepared, and then you just bomb every intro. (laughs) And it's,
0: hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we tell stories. Just Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we tell stories. I'm Jordan. That
1: intro was equally bad despite saying all the right words.
0: (laughs) I'm Jordan, just... Hello. Also, this is episode 149. Next week is 150. We're going to be doing a live show eventually.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, we'll just we say do... next week is episode 151, and then episode 150 <laughs> yeah, will be yeah, a we'll live show.
0: Ju- jump back. Yeah. Oh, God, it's going to be so funny because we'll read the next part of the story on 151 and then jump back to live show. Yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> you know, look, it's fun. What, I don't what, care. What I don't happened? have reasons for my but, action. Um, yeah, so <laughs> um yeah so we're, we're back with the widgets cody how have you been what have you been up to why cody what have you been? just just talk just talk you to know like just i would talking. rather just tank, just
1: tank the, talk the flow of the podcast okay just so there are some me. things i want to talk about though first one i'm playing a game called immortality or have i talked to you about this no game yet?
0: you haven't talked to me about that at all
1: Boy, you would love it. Okay, so what I don't I? know. Yeah, I think you will. Maybe. It's not so much a game. It's like an interactive oh story. As, 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 soon as, you,
0: as soon as you said, it's not so much a game. It's like, interest lost.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not like a first-person shooter that's scary. But it is a horror game. So... The oh, yeah, um the premise of the, do you care about spoilers? Everyone no, spoilers for immortality. I've, n- I've
0: never I have never once cared about spoilers. You know this.
1: The story of the game is you're watching film clips from three unreleased movies starring the same um actress. Her name is Marissa something. In like so there's like meta-narrative going on here, so there is the story being told about Marissa in the yeah. game. And then you're watching her act in three different movies, right?
0: Yeah, so so it's kind of like her story almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and so it is the story of... Because she, I think, is dead. Like, I yeah. believe this is like this actress died. You're now watching her three movies that were never released, right? Yeah. So um, the first one is in... And this is where there's some weirdness to the game. Uh, I don't know, this is like... Meh. So it's like the first one is in like the late 60s. Then there's a movie in the 70s. And then she becomes like a recluse, and then she does a movie in the 90s and then dies, right? So you're watching, so you start the game and there's like all of these clips you can pick from, right? And then you click on one of them and it plays a clip. So the first one is her in an interview, like an interview show, you know, like, you know, Leno or Late Night with Conan O'Brien, whatever, you know, it's like guy at a desk, she's sitting there in a chair and he's interviewing her and it's like... She seems all, like, doe-eyed and is like, oh, I just got picked for this part. It was amazing. And it's the first time I'm acting like this. I was a model before. And, like, 20,000 people auditioned and I was picked. It's this amazing story. And he's, like, being a creep at her because, you know, it's like, like, oh, well, you look nice. (laughs) You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like Silence of the Lambs, yes. Right. So then, yeah, actually, there's some similarities here. Um, so then, um once you've watched that clip you can't go back and select any others what you can do is freeze the clip and then click on an object like a cup and then it'll take you to a clip where there is a cup
0: so so it is pretty much the same kind of setup as her story like in her story you would um basically type in a key phrase and then be taken into the um is it made by the same studio i don't know what's the game called
1: hang on it's called
0: immortality is it live action or is it um
1: it is live action
0: okay it might be made by the same place what's the yeah studio? yeah it is made by the same people that did um her story i'm pretty sure hold on yeah sam well because telling lies was made by the same people that did her story and that's the only other one that shows up on their site. so maybe they like created the studio afterwards <clears throat> oh sam barrow um is he the guy yeah he's the same dude an interactive yeah, yep, trilogy yep, Sam from Sambaro. Yep. Yeah, okay, okay. so sa- same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that makes so much sense now. Okay, keep going.
1: Yeah, so you're clicking around through all these different clips. Now, so um, <laughs> I don't remember where we realized this, but you can, like, rewind and rewatch stuff mm-hmm. and, like, get stuff. And so occasionally, as you rewind, the clips are haunted.
0: Ooh.
1: So you'll be watching something, and then you hit rewind, and, like, a different person is in... The frame, like, overlaid or, like, in the background, like, you know, like, double exposed where you expose the film once and you expose it again, you can see, like, a shadow image of it. So it's like that, right? You've piqued my
0: interest so hard, dude.
1: And then it just starts getting, like, the story both of the movies and of her in the movies just gets nuts. Because, like, the first movie is called Ambrosio. And it's about a like the holiest man in Madrid who gets tempted by the devil and ultimately sins and sells a soul to the devil, right? Yeah. Whatever. Like, that's the movie. But right now, our running theory is, at some point, they legitimately summoned um, a fallen angel who is now possessing the, the main character. And within the story, it's like it works on two levels. Because, like, within the story, she is a character... Uh, she's pretending she's the devil pretending to be a nun but she's like making deals with the devil in the story but then also she was chosen like one out of 20,000 women auditioned for this part and she was picked and I'm like you sold your soul to Satan didn't you you sold your soul to Satan to get this part and there's like sometimes you'll like play a scene backwards and like the audio plays in reverse right Mm. so you'll be watching a scene you start playing it backwards and then a different scene plays in reverse playing the audio forward and it's so cool because there's like this um, it's like really hard to tell because at first it's all in the background and like it's it's like a character choice that they made that the way they made up this who I'm assuming is a fallen angel um, you can't tell at first it's just like a face with slicked back hair and it's kind of short hair you know Yeah. so you're like You can't tell really, like, gender very well. So we're like, is it? And then you'll see that same character popping up and you can't tell if it's the same person, you know? And eventually, like, you keep finding more clips with her and eventually you get a clear enough shot that it's like, okay, you can tell it's a woman. um, Think it's a fallen angel. She's now talking. Like, you'll find clips where if you play them backwards, it's just like she pops into the scene and is now talking. There's a scene where the main character is, like, making out with her co-star like in between shoots you know like it's Mm -hmm. just the character marissa not in the store not in the movie she's in just making out with her co-star you play it backwards and it's the angel making out with the co-star and it's like the frick um and then awesome we're playing one scene and then we see two people that kind of look similar and you're like well there's two of these things and so then you're like trying to chase down this other demonic presence that's haunting a different part of the film well, meanwhile, trying to put together the story of both her life and these movies. <laughs> and okay, oh yeah, man. No, I'm going to play this. It's great. It's really cool. It's legitimately creepy. And it's like, we don't know what's going on yet, but there's just like lists of questions, and we're like replaying these. Because, like, you'll watch a scene out of context, and then you watch a bunch of stuff around it, and we're like, oh, it's so much creepier now. Okay, um, not, I no, will no, warn I'm you. Down
0: what if you play it on stream boobies yeah. i yeah there is a lot of nudity i scroll. I scrolled through some youtube clips of it yeah mm-hmm. so i saw uh, yeah mm?
1: yeah i was i was like at first there was like in one of the scenes it like ends with her like flashing a boob at the camera and i, I thought that was gonna be it and then it's like no there's like full seeds where it's just like two characters naked just full. just like having a whole conversation it's like oh okay this is kind of a a lot we one person was watching our stream and i'm like don't narc on us for <laughs> having
0: tons yeah, right. of nudity like, let's, let's not let's not say anything about this please thank you <laughs> but no, no it's no, someone it's someone it out, we know so like, like I, I do really like her story and telling lies like didn't play them i watched like playthroughs on youtube and i found and some now the that stream, i know so,
1: yeah. those exist i might go and play those because me and caitlin are having a, a great time trying to figure out what is happening in this story yeah
0: Neither of the other two are, like, horror-themed, but, like, yeah, it's just... This one's scary.
1: Yeah, this one's, like, the imagery is legit creepy. You What, especially Ambrosio, is, like, gross, what happens in that movie. Because if you miss... Like, we missed a character and uh, then found that character and, like, putting her in the story. We're like, oh, gosh, this got so much worse. (laughs) Like, we just thought it was a story about uh like a priest that had sex with a nun which is like not that bad in yeah, a modern um, eye you know like girl, yeah. oh no he's sinned he can't be a priest anymore oh and then it like gets way worse
0: <laughs> oh yeah i'll just check it out that, that sounds great um yeah yeah what was the other thing
1: the other thing i want to talk about um i am years late to this at this point but a good horror movie i saw is 10 cloverfield lane never watched it before. oh my it god yet. it's so good it's so it's really good. good. It's really 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 good. I Bro, wait,
0: hold um, what's on before her you, name? before you get into it. Um, look look up the name, but like you do remember when we watched like the other the Cloverfield paradox movie, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. supposed to be like the same like vein of like oh here's like movies set in this like Cloverfield universe, but like not attached to the original Cloverfield. Um, Cloverfield paradox sucks so bad. 10 Cloverfield yes. Lane is amazing john goodman and um the person she's in so many things mary elizabeth winstead i was just googling her
1: yeah great yeah she's fantastic fantastic. yeah i think that she is very much underused because i'm like looking through what movies she's in a lot of like
0: great stuff too
1: well she's not she's in a lot of stuff but it's like a lot of mediocre stuff okay
0: she was in sky high she was the villain in that.
1: That's kind of what I mean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, she yeah. Though no, she has, been, I mean, she, yeah, she has been a lot of mediocre stuff. But like, I've always enjoyed her when I've seen her. She's yeah, like really cause... good at what she does. She's like a Florence Pugh where she like um over like she out-acts everybody else on screen.
1: <laughs> oh, she's married to Ewan McGregor.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that huh. okay.
1: <laughs> Didn't know that. Oh, apparently they like just right, got me. married. Yeah, somewhat recently. <laughs> yeah, like.
0: It was <laughs> like a little bit ago. <laughs> That's fun. Um, but yeah, no, um, she's great. And that movie's fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I, I love John Goodman. I think well, he's... Really is... quick,
0: we're probably going to do spoilers for this movie too. Um, but yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so I love John Goodman. I think he is fantastic in everything he is in. It's like yes. very rare that I see a movie with John. Because I've seen terrible movies with John Goodman in them. Because he's like not a big enough name that he's like kind of like a nick cage where it's like you can get him to be in your crap movie and he'll do it because he probably needs the money um i think he just likes
0: acting i don't think it's he needs the money i think he just likes acting yeah
1: i i mean you know people can spend a lot of money like if you have a lot of money you can spend a lot of money (laughs) nick cage um Mm -hmm, but you know Nick Cage phones it in sometimes. Like, I think he can be an incredible actor. I legitimately. Yeah, John Goodman doesn't though. John Goodman just doesn't. I've seen him in crap, and he's still just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit it out of the park. Like, why? You don't have to. You could show up and just stare at the camera. You'd get the same money. But, yeah, no, I mean, he was as a character that's like, um, I'm trying to think of the right way to put it. I've seen that character before, like the kind of like socially awkward and like. He's timid and really weird, you know, like you can tell he's uncomfortable with people and he does not like the situation that he's in. Yeah. But he sells that so well. It doesn't feel forced. He just really seems awkward the whole movie, you know, even when he's being violent.
0: Continuously throughout the whole entire movie, he makes you feel uncomfortable. And that's like the goal of it. And like, like, it's one of those things was like, okay, Yes. The, the, like he is a very like socially awkward person and stuff and like there are scenes where they all warm up but like when he doesn't get his way throughout that movie he becomes very scary very quickly yeah and, like he is legitimately terrified i uh, sorry terrifying in that movie like legitimately it yeah. was like oh my gosh dude
1: well and it's like a similar thing w- well i would say for john goodman he has the advantage of he is like tall and at that time was physically large you know yeah, like he's a he's big a guy very
0: intimidating person
1: so like he, he's got size on his size for that but a lot of that comes down to physicality and the way he can act not just with like vocal performance but with his yeah, body. body like language, he physically yeah. can be a good actor very we're going to talk about silence of the lambs here in a bit but yes which a similar is thing, thing with where anthony hopkins, yes. anthony hopkins is like i think relatively short and at the time was pretty slim actually and is not a scary-looking man, but somehow really manages to sell being Oh, no, Anthony terrifying. Hopkins
0: is, like, a little bit shorter than I am. He's 5'9".
1: Yeah, that's not, like, imposing tall. Like, I think that okay, John yeah, Goodman is significant. A, you know what I mean? If you see someone, out. like, there's people that are tall that are like, dang, you know, you're looking up, right? 5'9 yeah. is not particularly Oh, yeah, tall. I'm,
0: um, John Goodman's
1: 6'2". Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's got... So he's, yeah, four inches on Four inches on him, and, you know... No, I did that, <laughs> I did
0: that math wrong, whatever.
1: Yeah, it doesn't... You know what I mean, though? It's, like, one is far more physically imposing just by default. Um, But, yeah, no, I thought the... And also, like, the twist, I like that it's never totally explained. You don't know exactly what his intent with her is, if he had good intentions, what happened with that girl he maybe kidnapped. It's, like, there's a lot that's just not answered.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And you don't know. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean... I also like the major twist even more where it's like, oh, like, the thing that he's telling you about is real. It's not like, oh, the air is breathable and all that. But, like, the aliens attacking that whole thing is real.
1: Yeah, yeah. When it's like the
0: whole time we're like, oh, is it not? And then, like, we get out it's like, oh, she can breathe the air. And then the aliens attack. It's like, oh, crap. (laughs) So, uh, the, like, one
1: negative thing that I heard about this movie, and I don't totally agree with, but I think it's a a valid point, is someone said, I like 95% of the movie, basically until she gets out, and then I don't like the rest of the movie. And I kinda see what is meant there, like... I see
0: why, but I don't agree.
1: The suggestion that they made, it was Red Letter Media, they do good movie reviews. Anyways, so, the suggestion they made is when she comes out and sees the alien spaceship and just goes, are you kidding? Like, that's where the movie should have ended, and I'm like... I could see that the end fight scene was kind of like l- long and totally yeah. extremely different and felt like it was added. So they could call it 10 Cloverfield lane instead of I live in a basement. Um, yeah, I agree with those, but yeah, of. the amount of like twisting and not cause like that lady shows up, whose face is all messed up and it's yeah. like, you could have just gotten acid thrown in your face, you know, like that happens to people and she could have known about this bunker. Even the guy who's like, hurt and she's like yeah why did he like drag you down here and he's like no i fought my way in here and then the door closed that he couldn't open it anymore and i'm like that's even creepy you know that's like uh? so something definitely did happen but that uncertainty and just all these little things were like you see the damage on his car so she knows that was the truck that hit her and it's like did he hit her to save her or yeah was it because he was in a hurry or does he did he want to have a waifu in his basement and it's like you never really don't really know you can
0: only assume and like i don't know that's what like makes it good because like they don't hit you over the head with exactly what's happening kind of like what i'm gonna do in the chapter i read today but like yeah
1: (laughs) yeah they never like come out and say what's going on with it but i i very much enjoyed the movie i have really been striking out on horror movies recently so this sorry was like,
0: i'm sorry
1: not just because of you i've tried to watch like a handful of horror movies and they have all been just trash and i'm well, like i like so, watched so,
0: rings a sequel uh, pa- pause, to the pa- ring pa- pause on that really quick we will talk about that in one second i don't first of all before you think i'm crazy i don't like rings don't we're gonna talk about it but um also this might have to be a bonus episode but second let's talk about s darko next week so i can have some time to watch it um because it's gonna it's take the me a biggest pile of crap you have yeah. ever
1: told me to watch i have ever i didn't seen. tell you to
0: watch it, i said jokingly like oh my gosh we should do this because this is so bad but i will watch it so so i can make up for it but barely um, coherent yeah so so the other thing that i wanted to talk, well, God, what was I, actually, I don't know. Oh, yeah. So the horror movies that I've watched recently. I saw The Orphan. Um, I haven't seen Orphan. that. It's, it's fine. It's one of those, um, the whole horror is gaslighting a woman is, like, the, the horror part of it. Like, invisible. Like, have you seen The New Invisible Man? That movie is so Which, good. But, yeah, but the, the whole point of that is gaslighting a woman is, like, that's, like, the whole scary part of it. It's like, oh, this woman's getting gaslit to hell. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, kind of.
0: That movie works on... S-
1: so oh, it's a, it's a good levels. movie, but it makes
0: me so angry because it's like it's just someone us into this. What poor woman? But um, so I watched uh, Orphan, and then I saw Hocus Pocus for the very first time.
1: Oh, the uh, first one? Yeah. It's fun. Do you like how the whole plot of the movie is just dunking on a 16-year-old for being a virgin? Virgins, virgins,
0: virgins, virgins, virgins. The entire movie.
1: I think I watched that movie for the first time when I was like, yeah, like in my early 20s. And I was like, wow, they're going really hard on this
0: this 15-year-old for being a virgin. That's like making fun of this poor 15. Like this is Disney making fun of a 15-year-old for being virgins. Like that sends a weird message.
1: It it does because it's like one, like dunking on someone for being a virgin now is like a little bit of like of a dick move. It's like no, like yeah, you know, when but you, also a fifteen-year-old, and like he's fifteen. <laughs> like okay, like, well like, then his yeah, yeah. like little sister. At one point, it's like, some virgin lit the candle, and I'm like, easy.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> no, his little sister is too sassy for a roga. But like, I thought the movie was fun. It was a lot of fun. Oh, I, I like I, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw it at a bar that shows um horror movies, and that was like a fun experience. Ugh, some virgin. Some virgin. But yeah, um, and then... What was
1: the thing he calls boobs yabos? Yabos? Like, oh,
0: God, I was laughing no so hard. No one has ever, ever said, said, that, said that. Ever. <laughs> yabos oh yeah it's like he really likes yabos a lot it's like oh jeez, um but yeah. i think
1: i think that's a time when it's like it's okay to kill her right like we could agree <laughs> like i'm not saying murder's okay but i am saying there are murders i don't think that you should go to jail
0: cody and that's horrible that's
1: i'm horrible. just saying if if someone came up to me and went look my little sister told my parents that i said yabos in my room while i was in love, I'd be like yeah i get it like i'm but not said gonna that in
0: front of the chick that he had a crush on yeah
1: I'm not going to, like, say that you shouldn't be punished for murder, but if you weren't, I, I'm not going to, like, make a mistake. C- okay, you c- know what I c- mean? On. we can't
0: talk about killing children on this show. Um, but if they deserve but, but it. But then the movie that we we watched together that I thought we- was great. Before- Actually, no, hold on. Let's talk about The Rings really quick. The Ring, the ring, the original one, the first one that the American remake of Ringu, which was the Japanese Ring, like, Ring was great. The ring I like it. Is- fantastic movie ring two kind of sucks and then they tried to make it into a trilogy with rings and i was so excited for it because i really liked um the first ring movie i like because it's like it's it's still horror but it's less horror and more of like a mystery of like what happened to this thing and like then you find the twist is like oh by releasing this thing you only made things worse rather than like oh you released the spirit and everything's gonna be fine i was like that was like a huge moment in the movie, and I thought it was fantastically done. And then they made Rings, and I saw this Rings in the theaters. Oh, boy. Yeah, let that sink in.
1: Yikes. I didn't finish it. I started it and was like, I just stopped paying attention. Like, you know a movie's bad when you start getting on your phone instead of watching the movie? Yeah. And it's
0: like, oh, this is terrible. If you didn't do it, watch the trailer for it, because all the like interesting parts in the trailer are are the only interesting parts in the movie
1: it's almost interesting there's like a moment at the beginning where i'm kind of into it like the relationship's really weird between like the guy and the girl like he's like leaving for college and she's like oh and it it
0: just straight up has the dude from um big bang theory in it
1: yeah well i mean that's also always funny when you see people that are like very well and i can't i can't see him as a different character yeah i can't see you as anything but what you are but it's it's tough and he's like trying to kind of be like a bad boy and I'm like, sorry, you, st- you still look you still you're, look yeah, like you're you. still a
0: big nerd who hangs out with Sheldon in your apartment and it's like crushing on Penny, which that show is horrible, by the way.
1: I uh yeah, yeah, I know.
0: But yeah, just, the ring the rings rings is so bad. Garbage And I own it on DVD. <laughs> Why do you to Because, like, I have Ring and Ring 2. I'm like, gotta have Rings.
1: No, you don't. That You know, that's what you should hide in your apartment. That's what is, that that. <laughs> We're not bringing this up,
0: good. It's not show appropriate. Stop.
1: <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> Uh, and, but Rings. yeah, no, Ring,
0: Ring, Rings, it's just, like, I'm hilarious that you did it finish. It's not worth finishing. It's not no. a good movie. It's not it's worth terrible. finishing. But, like, I w- got to the end of it, and then, like, the big thing that they show in the trailer, like, this huge moment of, like, oh, the plane crashing, all this stuff, is literally the last scene in the movie. Oh, I
1: thought it's, that was the
0: first scene in the movie. The plane crashing? I'm pretty sure. Well, A, plane crashing, like, a big thing, is, like, the last thing that happens in the movie. So there's, oh. like, no point to it. Like, nothing, like, this movie is horrible. It's a bad movie. And it made me so bad, because Ring is a great movie. Yeah. The yeah, Japanese no, movies are great. And then America goes and just, like, fumbles it so hard.
1: Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking about this but I mean, it, it's a mess. It's just... It's and, a masterful like, mess, dude. The, the, the plot of it, like, the idea that it's just like, well, what if we just really organize this thing of, of just doing this forever and just continually, like because it's funny throwing another person on the fire
0: oh this this um horror horror VHS it's like oh yeah it's this huge deal and this is gonna spread to so many people like the zombie virus and then they're like oh wait VHS technology is a hundred million percent obsolete at this point so like I guess this can't be a thing anymore Uh, uh 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 I don't know and then the whole thing at the end is that like they like transfer her to like a USB or something happens where she basically escapes to like able to get on all media it's so dumb it's so yeah, bad don't finish dumb. it but like also you should see how bad it is <sighs> uh, no, so nah. before we finally get that. to the episode um cody what's the good thing we actually watched i
1: told you to watch silence of the lambs because i care about you as a friend and i don't <laughs> kick you in the balls for no reason with a movie also suggestion. technically
0: you get another pick so um make that at the end of uh the day so Oh, because I have. I technically I picked S. Darko. You picked um, Mandy. Okay, yeah, I'll watch Mandy. Mandy is f-
1: ten. <laughs> 10 <laughs> I imagining your 10. wife in the background. Like, what? What are you saying? What? <laughs> very like, different. Very different, Mandy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll watch Mandy, and then I'll um when we talk about, about it next time. Yeah.
1: You know, actually, the character Mandy within that movie is not all that dissimilar from the Mandy that um, I married, and that they're both like into fantasy novels and can draw. Okay.
0: But anyways, what's the good thing we watched this week? Man, I have to do a good I can't just keep giving you crap. Dang it. Silence of the Yams. What a stellar movie. The thing is, I don't have much to say about it because what I've already seen, too, it's just that good of a movie. Um,
1: I agree with you. Hang on a second. All the points Jody that it Foster. makes
0: all the points that it makes are like interesting. Like, like the whole the grand juxtaposition that they do throughout the movie of like her being one of the only women in the FBI and like that being a like big deal, like how men treat her versus how they treat other men. And like um, that, that was like a very, like this movie was made in 91 and that they like hammer that in so hard of like being yeah. like, yeah, this is an issue. um, And I, I thought that was great. And like, I think, the actors in it were very great. Like Jodie Foster is amazing. Anthony Hopkins is amazing in it. Um, also, really quick, the guy who plays Buffalo Bill, the villain, is the same dude who plays the um police chief in Monk. And that broke my brain. Because <laughs> I, I have not, not watched Even Monk. remotely the same type of person, but like and there was like one episode of Monk where I think he shaves his mustache, and like it's like, oh, they were doing that as a joke to make him look like Buffalo Bill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No. So the the thing with um, what's it called? Like, I I almost want to have a more like uh w- well thought out way of putting this, but the way that gender and sexuality plays into the plot of the movie, I think, is very fascinating. Um. And there's probably more to it than I'm giving it credit for with like buffalo bills like dissatisfaction with himself and what that plays into but with jodie foster's character i didn't notice as much how much they spend a lot of time showing men reacting to her and like not exactly leering but kind of you get a lot of no one draws attention to it it's not really hammered in it's not like yelled in your face but you get a lot of Men reacting to her being in their presence and how physically they respond to that is very fascinating. Like that they took the time to include so much detail in that of like either they stare or yeah, it is like leering and lustful or it's just uncomfortable and weird. You know, it's like there is all these layers of. People responding to her well, because and, she is a woman,
0: you know. And it's like, and they have the range of those responses too. We have like the very blatant, like when she first meets with Doctor Chilton, and he just like is very blatantly like, "Oh yeah, you're beautiful," and that's really all I can see about you. And to other yeah, times just, like, like people out react, to dinner, yeah, yeah, like immediately ask her out to dinner, and she's just like, "No, I, I'm gonna decline because no, <laughs> it's like stop." Well, but it's not exactly
1: that she absolutely is like aware that it's happening and then uses it and that's kind of what i like about the character is like she isn't stupid she knows what's going on yeah, i don't want to say that she's not a victim of this but it's that she has clearly had to learn to not let this define every interaction you know what i mean like she knows that when she goes and talks to someone, they're going to be a creep. And then she's like, well, I can use that to get what I want and does like, she absolutely manipulates the like doctor or Dr. Children. She's just like, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to get what I want from you because that's like kind of why I got sent here. And she like knows that, but that is why she got sent there. Yeah. Like ultimately the reason she got this assignment is because she was like a young, attractive woman that they thought could, you know, be put, anthony hop or you know hannibal lector off his guard but, but then i think that makes hannibal Lecter very unique because yeah, he's, like he's the, the only, only character one. that
0: doesn't treat her like that. exactly yeah. that's what i liked about it because he, he the one guy who is like he's the serial guy like he's a violent man he's a horrible horrible person is the one guy who actually treats her with respect like and, just right well, off the bat dude i thought and that was
1: interesting kind of her boss sort of oh, yeah, yeah. but Your there's boss, layers to even that and but also like, her
0: boss doesn't really like get to that point like it's not like oh he's treating her with respect like right off the bat like he gets there throughout the movie
1: yeah and even then there's like the question and like every time someone touches her it's like a close-up like when he shakes her hand it is the same shot as when hannibal Lecter like brushes her hand with his yes. finger when she's getting drug away You know, and it's, like, all those little moments of, like, oh, you really thought this out. Like, how people think of her. Because he asked her that question. Like, do you think that your boss wants to have sex with you? And she's like, well, that's inappropriate. And he's like, not to him. Like, he's definitely thinking about it. And then, like, that scene, you're like, oh, he is. He definitely is, (laughs) you know? And it's how much that is in the movie I did not pick up on the first time I saw it, you know? But, yeah, just all around... very tense creepy even like the end is interesting like i'm trying to think of like the way to put it because it's trying to think of the right way to say this it is both heroic and also not i like that she doesn't like action star her way through it and that you really feel like she might not make it you know like they do a good job of like driving that in but then also how much it is like yeah i mean you know you cock a hammer that's enough to you know like tra- you know yeah for someone to realize what's about to happen but yeah no it's it's a oh boy I, um, I really enjoyed that movie but
0: like one thing that i was able to pick up with like watching it for the second time is like a lot of like little things that make the character them like like little things that you like kind of brush over of, like visually but like I mentioned to Cody, like, Buffalo Bill's little run at the end. Like, you see his run, and, like, that kind of is like a building block to, like, oh, that's how that character would act, and, like, that's, like, part of who it is. It's not just, like, I don't know. It's I don't know how to explain it, but, like, it does a good job of, like, not just, like, being surface level with its characters. Like, everything they do makes up that character.
1: The physicality, I think, is most exaggerated with well and kind of buffalo bill but really with hannibal lecter like he stands oh yeah he stands
0: like he has a rod in his spine like he's very straight
1: super straight and doesn't move and doesn't blink for the entire scene and that's really striking like they frame him in this really impressive light and then i mean he eats a guy's face so there's that um but all of the characters i think have that much like buffalo bill you can like see insecurity in all of his actions and I, I like that thing that when Jodie Foster's doing like a profile of the serial killer and she's like he is like a man in his 30s or 40s who's fit He like he's in good shape and is very strong and it's like yeah he is but he is also extremely insecure and uncomfortable with yeah. his body you know and that like you can feel that as like a source of like the whole time he's moving he's shuffling awkwardly but is fit you know yeah and that fits for that character like that she describes this man and then you see that in him you know how how much he plays that up and Mm. that's all in like you said how he walks how he moves how he holds himself that he's always really tense and like shrugged you
0: know yeah um but yeah the only other thing that i have to comment i do think it's interesting and i don't know if this is something i like i dislike i think it's interesting how like real life serial killer stories like heavily influence parts of the movie parts of the book but like um the way that he captures the one woman like i think like, a little bit halfway through the movie is the same way that ted bundy would um end up rounding up and capture people like pretending to have a broken arm or something like, oh help me out help me out and then yeah like putting himself in a position where he can easily trap this person. Like, like yeah. he has her lift the couch up and push him into the car. So she's in the back of the car that he closes the door. Yeah. It's that. And then, um, the similarities between him and Dahmer and the, uh, like, well, sorry, um, Hannibal and Jeffrey Dahmer and eating people, that whole thing, like the way he would try to like, like Dahmer wasn't just eating people. He would like try to do a recipe with it. That freak. Um, And then also Buffalo Bills and like creating a woman's zoo pretty much was the same type of thing that Ed Gein was doing. So it's like the ideas of like real life reflecting into this movie. Again, don't know if this is something I like or dislike, but it's like very clear where the influences come from.
1: I think the book is well researched. You know what I mean? Like, and that maybe makes it uncomfortable. (laughs) in a way because yeah it's like pretty real in that sense but um oh yeah that was the other thing this sorry this is like going back a tangent um it was it's another scene of physicality that i like there's uh when the last time she's trying to get into hannibal lecter to like get the last bit of information from him um the reason she can get in is because there's a woman cop yeah and I'm like, oh, I actually really like that. That yeah. it's like this this guy comes like, I'm not letting you in. And then she's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, and then like-. she looks
0: at the whole, <laughs> oh God, I was like, okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I like that. I'm like, oh, man, this really just, like, you can see that, like, how that works. That, like, he's mistrusting because it's like, oh, different person. I don't like this. I can't respect this person. And then it's like, ah, okay. Like, someone nudges him. But it is, like at every turn, every interaction with her is so much of it is how people treat her and how she then has to react. Um, but I think that's a brilliant thing about the character that the way that she responds to all these different people who are uncomfortable with her is smart. Like she knows what she's doing. And I think that make, that's an interesting thing about her character. Yeah, like so even cool? like the, like bug nerds that she finds, like she yes. kind of flirts with them a little bit, you know, cause then they want to talk to her and want to tell her all about the bug. Yeah. Um, when she oh that was i like that she called out her boss when he um like shoot her away from the other cops and she's like this is a time when you can't do that <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah that's not okay and i'm like oh i like that i like that she like knows when it matters and when it doesn't and when she can lead into it when she can't and i'm like oh it's really clever how the range of that i thought was really cool but anyways yeah, no, I stop rambling about no that no forever. it's a, it's a good
0: movie. movie um next one we're going to talk about is one that i technically didn't suggest i was making a joke but we're going to talk about s darko next week the at no sequ- point did you indicate this was a joke the, the sequel to dotty darko so um enjoy that s darko and then we're, we're going to watch Bandy. And yeah. then we're No, going- you have to
1: watch Mandy this week for next yes.
0: week. Yes. Well no, next week we're talking about S Darko because I
1: we're gonna talk about S. Darko and Mandy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Um and yeah. then for the last week I'll I'll figure out um what horror movie I want you to watch. I'll try to fix something good. Um, have you have you watched the Duke? Oh yet? no, I'm gonna make you watch the ritual.
1: Yeah, I still haven't seen it yeah, I started no. that and I got bored and quit. Watch the ritual. Like I, I got five minutes in, I was like, "This is
0: stupid Tony, You need to stop doing the thing where you only watch five minutes and you judge a two and a half hour thing. Stop that."
1: It sucked. I don't know. The first five minutes sucked. What do you watch, watch the
0: watch watch watch. We're we're watching the ritual. That's our that's the movie. My second pick is the ritual.
1: I don't want to watch. No, you to
0: You have to. You made me
1: watch as dark. You it's have to be like as Darko. You
0: have to watch the ritual. Barely comprehensible. You have to watch the ritual. No, 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 okay, anyways, um, this is probably a bonus episode, but if not, I'll just put a timestamp in and do one of these, hello, welcome to World Shop again, we're still talking, um, anyways, (laughs) Cody, we're back to stories this week, bud, we're back to stories this week, it's been like two months in real time since we've done it, only like three episodes, um, wise, but yeah, it's been like two solid months.
1: You know, Jordan, the thing is, life is crazy, and we both travel a lot, and I have kids that uh, ruin my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready, man. Okay, so yeah, we're doing stories. Cody, you have to roll. I think you just rolled on Google. I think that's what that typing and blink stare was for. Um, huh? We have to roll for our initiative. Who gets to read oh, the stories first? Oh, frick,
1: I forgot.
0: Yeah, it's been very long in our personal lives. So, um, if you're new to this, um, I think it's like... <laughs> Episode, if you're new to this, episode, don't
1: listen to this episode. Yeah, if, if you're new to this
0: um, episode, like, 130 is when we start the stories. I'll put, like, um, where the story starts are in the um, show notes. but And also a link to them because that's probably easier. Um, but, yeah, we've been doing, like, these long-form stories for the last long while. Um, I We both decided to do um, some para- paranormal stories investigation type things. He did both small town supernatural stuff. Yeah. You know, minds. Well Why are we
1: it. introducing the whole series because again? it's been
0: three weeks um <laughs> for the show? Like two months for us. Um Cody, I will request that we both do summaries of where we're at before we get into it. That's fine. <laughs> but I can yeah. I can do that. um roll for initiative. So yeah, we're gonna roll for initiative who gets to read the story first and you're going first. There's no way you're what not did you roll there's no way you're not what? going first.
1: Did you roll a one? Yes. Oh, I rolled a seventeen. Okay,
0: yeah, you're going first. <laughs>
1: I'm going first.
0: <laughs> wow. That was bad. That's a bad return.
1: Um Oh, so you want a, you want a summary of where we're at? Okay, so the story thus far, a woman wakes up forgetting everything in a forest. She is found by a grumpy old man. Turns out she is a demon who is trying to be drugged back to a hell that she is from. Monsters attack, and the town fights them off. That is where we are picking up. The town has been <laughs> attacked the monsters because she is a demon that escaped from a hell not the hell a hell the city yes and i need to put on some music do your thing also i just want to say i'm doing the structure is a little bit different so if i stumble i apologize i'm not color coding words anymore i'm putting like name colon
0: thing yeah yeah so oh so you wrote it more like a play right
1: yeah, basically okay. for my own notes, but it means I might mess up because I'm not used to it yet. But I think it might be easier in the long. It doesn't matter. Do you think it's just me making excuses for reading bad? Yeah. So, all right, here we go. I've read this like three times a day, so hopefully it's not bad. Are you telling me to go to hell, Liv? Rachel, come on, would you watch your language? Are you being serious, Leonard? She's actually from hell. I think we can be okay saying hell she's from a hell not the hell and it's how you're saying it like the difference between a damn and darn what's the difference you only get sent to one of those for your sins leonard do you believe in a super hell that actually exists for sinning christians to go to when they die absolutely i do not have to defend myself to you I sit quietly in a little diner called Raza's. The place is cute and kind of crummy, but it seems to fit the town perfectly. Currently, it's packed and loud. People keep coming up and trying to talk to Leonard. Mostly, he's just shooing them away, but it's clear that half of the restaurant wants food and the other half is just here because this is where people are congregating to ask questions. We're having to almost shout over the din, but it smells like coffee and something that smells like maple but tastes like... It smells like coffee and something that mm, I don't like this sentence. Sorry. It smells like coffee and maple syrup that tastes more like sugar than maple. Plate after plate of comfort food pours out of the kitchen as an old lady bustles around, seemingly doing more work in minutes than she usually does in a week. Seeing so much of the town crammed into this diner makes me realize why no one is really being why no one has been that shocked by me. Most people just look average and slightly scruffy. Stained baseball caps and bib bib overalls are pretty common. But some people are larger. Some have skin that looks more like scales. A few people seem to be partially transparent, and I'm pretty sure there's at least one man that seems to be half otter. A woman walks in carrying a broomstick kind of like a bicycle, and I feel myself smiling inwardly. The coffee I sip is terrible, but... I'm glad that I decided to come here before I lost my memories. Not only am I sitting at a table of people who I guess at this point are my friends, but this whole place is just a homey, chaotic mess. I look up from my coffee and see the whole table staring at me. What? I already ordered. Why are you all staring at me? Are you telling me to go to hell? <clears throat> oh, sorry, Leonard. Are you damning me to heck? Uh, yes to both or either. I'm going to need some kind of explanation on why we think that's a remotely good idea. Well, I'm always down for sightseeing, you know. I love Bolivia, but I do miss more exciting geography. Maybe some new friends. There is something wrong with you, Nick. Have you considered taking any of this seriously? I am taking it seriously, Leonard. That's why I'm using humor to lighten the mood. Anyway, the four of us, we need to stop this devil once and for all. You know, we'll just do the usual. Sneak in, wait till he's asleep, then just cut off all his limbs and stab him in the head. That should probably do it. As I described my plan, I can smell sulfur again. I felt a thrill rip through me. A thrill that might let me break someone's fingers and laugh about it afterwards. I was just going to change whose fingers I chose to break this time. I could picture it clearly. The feeling of dancing through the massive limbs and carving them apart as Harry... That despicable creature, uh, as Harry, that despicable creature, tried and failed to add my body to his collection. I knew I could do it. I could drive a spike through his head and then claim it as a trophy. And then take the city for myself. I'd be just as capable as uh, as as Harry. He'd just been doing it longer. Liv, are you alright? What? Oh, yes, I'm great. I, I just want to keep anything from happening, anything bad from happening to this town ever again, that's all. I think we have a shot of going to the city and killing Harry, you know, my old boss, and stopping anyone from ever trying to attack here again. Well, I'm confused. See, I thought we just had this really nice heart-to-heart where I told you that the town would keep you safe and you didn't have to go back. Yeah, right. Here's the thing. I'm not planning on going back and surrendering like I was before. Rather, I'm planning on changing where this fight that is definitely going to happen will actually happen. We can either let the fight spill over onto the town, or we can let this fight happen in Harry's city. But I'm not planning on going alone. Right, you're planning on sending all of us to hell with you. I am planning on asking you nicely to accompany me to hell. Nick looked at me in a way that he hadn't before. His usually, his usually cocky, grinning face looked hawkish and stern. Gone was any glee, and it was replaced with a stony, cool expression. As he stared hard at me, his tattoos looked less like a metalhead's ill-thought-out rebellion plastered all over his face and more like old flames twisting around his body. The piercings on all over him looked demonic. Nick, is there something you want to add? He shook his head and the smile returned. Of course not. Lennon knows I'm always good for a fight, here or elsewhere. I've seen some hells before. Mm. Well, I've not, and I kind of want to keep it that way. This seems to me to be a suicide mission. There is no way we could get back... Mm. Oh, there's no way we could get to Harry without him knowing what's up. And then every demon and slave will be out to kill us. That, to me, sounds like a potty. No, it sounds like a suicide mission. He's right, even with Bruce. Oh, okay, no, I've thought of that. We know there's someone here in Bolivia that really wants to take me as a prisoner. So... Let's just let him take all of us as prisoners. He has a key to the elevator to the city. And he also, he remembers where the elevator is. So we just surrender. And by surrender, I mean we have Nick threaten to melt all the metal in his body if he doesn't take us to the city. That gives us free passage all the way to Harry. He'll think, he'll think that he's captured Liv and taken Bully via his best fighters. Exactly. Right, except that will actually be literally what's happening. Liv, if this was easy, why would no one have done it before? Oh no, it won't be easy. This is going to be a horrible fight. But no one in the city is loyal to anyone. No demons have ever made friends before. Well, you know, until now that I've forgotten how to be a demon. So apparently we can physically be somewhat nice. You are not nice. Yeah, I think I'd describe you as prickly, untrusting, and violent. I think you're nice to look at, Liv. Thanks, Nick. And yeah, like I said, for a demon, that's very nice. Anyway, we can get close to Harry. From the memories I watched, mostly he's alone. I don't think he can trust anyone to be close. He has to keep all his demons competing with each other all the time. Otherwise, someone would get the idea that we just got. All we have to do is get drug before him. He gloats. We set him on fire. Then we shoot him a bunch. Then we let Bruce have some fun. And then Rachel keeps us alive. I cannot say that I am sold on this being the best plan but either way it sounds like step 1 is find the demon that i shot in the head a few times and persuade him to help after breakfast i walk outside into the cold morning my heart's racing and i feel focused and excited and ready ready to stop running and make a move it's a kind of calm but an intensity of focus i look around uh the town taking in specifics the amount of damage caused how the goats could attack again i measure the highest damage i can see they can't reach more than 20 feet I see no evidence that they can climb, so they're fast and strong but stuck to the ground. I might have to fight a few more of them with when we go after Herb. As I watch, a tow truck comes down the street with a scrawny-looking teenager in the passenger seat. The driver and the teen start looking through ruined cars, deciding what can be fixed and what's junk. Maintenance people are taking down broken light posts and people are bro- boarding up broken windows. No one seems really shocked by what's happened. It seems like this happens from time to time. You are steaming, Liv. Is that another pickup line? Nick walks towards me. Still in his cut-off band t-shirt, snow actually turning to vapor before it can touch his skin. His face is back to that stony look he gave me in the diner. It makes my stomach fall out like I'm looking at a totally different person. He lights a cigarette with a snap of his fingers and comes to stand next to me. Uh, also looking at the town. No, I was not. That was not a pickup line, Liv. I mean, literally, you are actually steaming, and I could smell sulfur on you in the restaurant. Wow, you sure know how to talk to a lady. What next? Are you going to say that my breath is bad? You can't wait for this, can you, Liv? To kill Harry. I've never seen you look more excited than when you were talking about killing the devil. A devil? What happens when he dies? What do you mean? We're free, the town is free, these attacks stop, and. Have you given any thought to who will take his place? The city The city won't just disappear and you will be the scariest thing down there if this works. What? No, Nick, and that's a decidedly shitty thing to say. Are you implying that I dragged all of you to he- mm. Are you implying that I'm dragging all of you to hell with me just so I can what, win a fight? You think I came here recruiting? I step back from Nick. I'm pissed he would ask, but I'm more pissed that he's not totally wrong. The desire's there, but Bolivia is what I want, or it's what I should want. But the thrill, the thrill of taking power, holding demons and mortals under my will, making the city mine, the part of me that smells of sulfur and thirst for violence does want that. Do you know why Leonard doesn't like me, Liv? You have tattoos? I sold my soul to someone a lot like you for power, Liv. Now, my demon, we we have an understanding. I have a debt to repay someday, and that time will come. But for now, I can make fire. But it also means I lack a certain essential human empathy. So... So Liv, it means I can understand a certain revelry in cruelty and pain. I choose to point that revelry in a direction that helps these people, but I'm spoiling for a scrap just as much as you are, dear. So what's the problem then? I don't know if demons have souls. I don't pretend to really be smart about most things, but if you're going to kill Harry for vengeance and claim power, well, it, it sounds like we're helping you get a promotion, not keep the town safe. Lennon and Rachel, they're gonna help because that's what they do. Doesn't matter how dangerous it is, they'll both, they're, mm, they're both the type that'll whinge about it, and then they always show up. And I'm gonna help because, well, because a fight in hell sounds bloody fun. And half because I have a thing for demons. His smile returned, and I felt a heat in my cheeks that for once was not motivated by bloodlust. That was a pickup line. He reaches and he reaches out and takes my hand. You should probably be square with the others about what's going to happen when Harry dies. What if I'm not sure yet? Figure out what you want. Conquer hell and reign as killer queen of the neon city, or eat bad pancakes, drink ca- and drink crap coffee at Roz's diner. You know what I picked. Yeah. We stand there together and watch the town. Our fingers interlaced. The feeling's still there, that desire to kill Henry and take Harry sorry, that desire to kill Harry and take up his mantle. I could make the city better, it doesn't have to be what it is. But I feel Nick's grip tighten I shift closer and rest my head on his arm. I get why he stayed here. Did it work, by the way? Did what work, Nick? The pickup line. End of chapter.
0: Okay, you kind of had to say that and not just turn and stare at me for a couple of seconds.
1: Why? I like turning and staring at you awkwardly. The pickup line. Silence. I was like, is that, <laughs> is that the
0: end? It's like, it's like I feel like that's the end, but like, you're just looking at me. <laughs> it's just, you're, you're looking at me.
1: Yeah, generally when I stare at you, that means I'm done. No, that's never happened before. Usually you stop and go, oh, that's my story.
0: You don't just look at me.
1: End of story. Thank you. Okay, no, I like all of it. this was diegetic to the story. By the way, that whole exchange that was in canon. Something that was me and you were just walking into the diner as they were having this conversation. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's why would you end a story like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody was actually telling a story about a completely different thing, and I'm like, we walked into the diner. I was like, dude, you can't just end the story and just stare at me. And they're all looking. It's like, who are these two fools? It's like, yeah, what the hell is <laughs> happening here? though that i mean look that's the time of the movie where like you know how m night shamalan is in all of his movies and like other directors do that as well like that's where we would absolutely have <laughs> like if this ever became a movie we would walk through and have that exact conversation i would i cannot understand why someone who is a director would
1: cast themselves in a movie oh it's dumb like
0: like olivia wilde just did that in don't worry darling which i heard bomb
1: yeah i've heard like a whole bunch of stuff about that oh, now yeah, i'm like more curious drama, about yeah it's drama filled i kind
0: of want to see it <laughs> Like the, the filming of it, not the movie itself. But that's yeah. probably also drama filled. Um anyways. No, I, I liked I like the part. I like Oh, you and your romances, Cody. You and your romance. Always <laughs> gotta gotta like it's like we have to have this happen. But no, I I liked it. I I think it's kinda cute. There
1: was not a romance in my previous story.
0: Which previous Oh yeah.
1: Jeez, it's been a long time, dude. <laughs> That was one where I wanted there to be a romance but I didn't include yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and there, there was I like ran out of look, time.
0: and the romance that all of us wanted wasn't the romance that you had previously set up. <laughs> the the romance like, yeah. "Oh yeah, she she gets with the um the Di- not diner lady but the person who works at well li- the ghost that lives at the hotel like we were all like yeah, yeah we I were mean, all I- gutted for it. it's like no i was actually gonna have the romance between her and the like marley or whatever his name was
1: <laughs> well yeah because it was i yeah i had a different plan for the romance it should i decided have been the ghost girl, early dude. on not to look everybody loves a, a good
0: just powerful strong lesbian couple like i do you do like we all appreciate it and we were all gunning for that because that was the most sensible romance in that whole story
1: <laughs> sure was but i i decided they were friends and i'm sticking with that decision <laughs> i think you should
0: change your mind and rewrite it
1: <laughs> yeah That's, just go back yeah and so so
0: after be. this story series will be inevitably like take like a couple weeks and then do another story series i think you should absolutely just rewrite your the ending of your story and not do a new story no 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 if it broke if it's broke i'm just gonna it.
1: write fan fiction of the story that i wrote
0: oh that'd be hilarious just go back and write fan fiction of your own story yeah great lovely love to see it oh no i I liked what you did with this chapter i like that you do kind of set up the like debate in her mind of like oh i could just like kill harry um rule hell everything will be fine and like but also i've grown to like this place i I like that i kind of I mean, i because we did this on like a previous world shop, I kind of know where it's going, but I, I like the way that you set this up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah I forgot the about that. The setup of the yeah. world, yes, was done on a previous world shop. Not that you, we've done this before, but yeah.
1: So, no. yeah, it's just a lot of the details are missing, but yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah no, it's I, I, and I, I like
0: what you did. I like, I like your form of storytelling. I think you, you. Sorry, this is a critique, and I'm sorry I'm going to be a little bit harsh. You either need to practice more or you need to get used to this style of, like, your writing more because you tripped over yourself a lot. I
1: I like, am definitely out of practice. I, I, and yeah. I love you, too,
0: but it was like every other line you tripped over yourself.
1: Yeah, that, that did not feel great for me, just as, like, a, I have clearly not done this in a while. Yeah, it's
0: been to, about two months. Because we haven't dude. done this in a while. <laughs> I should be in town next week, so we should keep the ball rolling so um but yeah no i i i think you did a good job i liked the story i'm always gonna like your stories unless you do something particularly offensive um I wanna i'm planning ke- on it i want to yeah. keep doing yeah, stories because i've been writing like short stories in the meantime so like hopefully after we finish the series we keep rolling with more stories and worlds you're and just stuff.
1: always gonna be stories ahead of me aren't you
0: yeah and because <laughs> i don't have kids yeah yeah, yeah that's that true. makes it much that's easier true. for me to write yeah <laughs> i haven't been writing as much as i would like to because i've been stressed but and i've got to create a bug again and um one of the stories i might not do on the show because it's very sad (laughs) um um, anyways you ready for me to do mine i'm ready i liked your story keep going but yeah
1: practice Cody
0: we are talking practice. Man,
1: I honestly did. This is just that I have not done yeah. it in a long time. I will probably practice more on this one than I usually do. It's just, it has been a minute. I will probably end up doing the
0: same thing. But, like, so yeah, you can just throw my own words right back in my face. Um, <laughs> also, I was having the issue earlier where I was like really tired. So my vision was blurring pretty bad. So hopefully my vision doesn't blur while I'm reading my story because that's going to make this way harder than it needs to be. Um, but, summary for the story is. Um, Last time, Nate and Danny, the last, like, three-part chapter, Nate and Danny, they went on an adventure to find where this, like, evil black goo monster is coming from, and they found out that it was the, the monster wolf, as it's going to be called throughout the chapter, was, why are you looking at me like that? Uh, anyways, the monster. I was smiling at monster. Oh, uh, the monster wolf name. was um cr- basically created by this like chemical that this company was dumping into the lake. That it got up to a pet cemetery and like developed memories from all of the like bones and memories in the dirt from that. And oh became, gosh, I
1: forgot that was the plot. Yeah,
0: and then became like a big evil monster wolf attacking people because it's looking for its old lost owners. And now this is the chapter where they kind of go, go back report and they're preparing to um find out what to do next so anyways after this drink of water this is chapter 20 good night so I, I will be doing this next chapter in two parts so we're going to get through the very heavily expositional part and a little bit of dialogue today and then next week is going to be the like climax have we done of the story
1: 20, hmm? have we done 20 chapters I have. How have we not done the same number of chapters?
0: Because, Cody, remember, you did two stories. Oh, you... I did one. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a continuation. Of, okay, so this is chapter 20 out of... Okay, got it. I was like, yeah, yeah, wait,
0: yeah. 20 chapters <laughs> so, in? It's like, wait, we've done this, like... No, no, no. We've done... You've done two different stories. I've been doing the same one.
1: I see now. Okay, sorry. I was very confused. Yeah,
0: Anyway, <laughs> Yeah, so... And also, technically, I think this is only actually supposed to be, like, chapter 17, but I went back and I added, like, a chapter or two, so...
1: Yeah, so gotcha. now we're chapter
0: Chapter twenty, good night. On the way back, Nate called Eli to inform him of our findings about the Black Liquid. With a deep sigh, Eli told us he and Alistair would start the process of shutting down Biotech's dumping operation. After all, no name was a government run organization. Alistair had the legal connections and the power to stop biotech. It only took paperwork and time. I wasn't focused too much on the conversation, my attention was frayed. I was drained from Wow, yeah, I'm just, yep. After I was like, oh, yeah, Cody needs to practice. I'm over here. Dude,
1: like, it's hard. It's like, it's so much easier when you're doing it every week. I, yeah, I, yeah, when you're in the group sucks. and we have not
0: read to each other for, like, yeah, literally two months. Yeah, it's been a months. long
1: time. I could feel how awkward it was while I was yeah, doing and it. Yeah, I, and I even,
0: like, did this right before we started, to, uh, like, talking on the phone. So, anyways, I wasn't focused too much on the conversation. My attention was frayed. I was drained of all my energy. No amount of caffeine would fix this. I needed rest. The ever-present pain in my broken arm grew stronger, making the tiredness worse and taking my focus away from the task at hand. I could only focus on what had happened rather than what needed to happen. I kept thinking to myself, one wrong move and I will die. I wanted to push those thoughts out, but the pain in my arm kept bringing them back. When we made it to the no-name hospital, Nate dropped me off at my car and told me to go home and get some rest. I was willing to oblige due to my current state, but I didn't want Nate to do the job on their own. Despite me feeling guilty, they told me that they would follow through with Eli to make sure we got what we needed to take on the monster wolf. It didn't have to be a two-person job this time. I could rest for a bit. The promise was made that they would get enough rest too, even if that meant sleeping on the floor. I was satisfied with that. Still, I made Nate swear not to go after the wolf without me. I couldn't bear to think what would happen if they went off on their own. They made a pinky swear, which from the outside looking in probably seemed juvenile, but I knew that Nate would never go back on their word. My drive home was uneventful, albeit difficult with the pain in my arm. After everything else that happened today, uneventfulness was welcomed. By the time I made it to my apartment and finally settled down, it was nearly midnight. However, when I hit my bed, my body was wired and my thoughts were racing. I couldn't simply close my eyes and fall asleep. There was too much going on in my brain to be able to shut down. I lay on my back and rested my broken arm on my forehead. Drifting, drifting deep into my own thoughts. The cast was heavy and made my forehead itch. Unfortunately, it was the only position that gave me any relief from the constant throbbing pain that raced up and down my arm. I stared towards the ceiling. My eyes were unfocused. I was in the room, but at the same time, I was a million miles away. I wanted to run away from all of this, even though I knew I had to stay and help Nate. There was the desire within me to be heroic, to sit there and say I would do anything for my partner. Unfortunately, what was stronger than that desire was my own fear of death. That fear sat in my throat like a lump. Even after talking to Nate about it and trying to push it down for the good of the mission, it came back and forth and seemed to weigh on everything inside of me. After being attacked by the doppelganger, I was constantly reminded of my own mortality every time I saw my scars in the mirror. Up until now, I didn't care. I was apathetic to the thought of death. Maybe because it was such a far-off concept at the time, or maybe because despite all my injuries, I had lived through the doppelganger attack. Subconsciously, I felt that if I could survive that, then maybe I could survive anything. I had eventually come to think of the scars as ugly blemishes, not as a reminder that in one instant I could be gone forever. At this moment, that's all I could think of. On top of that, the broken arm was a reminder of what that creature was capable of and how close I had come to actually dying. Death was no longer a far-off concept. Regardless of how much we pleaded with Eli, I knew no backup would be there for us for this fight. It would be me and Nate versus a monster that could break us with a simple flick of its wrist. The more I thought about it, the more I wanted to run away from that problem. Despite my own fear, I needed to be there for Nate. This job wasn't only about me, it was about the two of us. Part of me wanted to slap myself for my stupidly blind loyalty to my partner. That loyalty would one day get me killed. To make matters worse, I also felt like it was up to me to make sure that no other bystander got hurt. Jane getting hurt was enough. With this thing running rampant, many more people were in danger. I felt like I was going in circles only to get nowhere. I kept coming back to the same thoughts over and over again. One second, I had to be the self-sacrificial hero. The next second, I was back to fearing death. Nate said I had found something to live for. At this moment, I wasn't sure if I actually did or if I was just afraid. I had hoped that finding something to live for came with more than just fear. At some point in the night, I drifted off to sleep. I was completely unaware of it until my phone rang, snapping me out of whatever light sleep cycle I found myself in. It was Nate, and it was barely past dawn. They told me that the science division had made a breakthrough, and with our samples, they were able to test the kill substance successfully. I was surprised things happened so quickly, but after all, science had been all hands on deck since the report of the creature. They worked tirelessly without regards to the time of day or the other craziness happening. It wasn't always that the tasks science was given were so urgent. With the monster wolf being such a high threat level, they were probably tasked with finishing our assignment first. I didn't know how much sleep I had managed to get, but I felt a little better than the day before. We needed to move quickly and efficiently on this job. There was still a lot hanging in the air other than our monster wolf. Despite the urgency, I grabbed some coffee and took my time heading over to the no-name headquarters. I needed the space to myself because I knew I wouldn't get that for the rest of the day. When I got there, I met both Nate and Eli at the lab where science had already been discussing the anomaly. It was no names protocol to name and classify every anomaly. Filling out the paperwork and the descriptions to be, to be archived were what we were tasked with between every job. It was a tedious task, usually it went quickly because most of the anomalies we faced fell into an already well defined class or simply documented anomalies that had been faced before. This monster, like the death butterflies, was new, but unlike the butterflies this creature fell within a few different classes. Sorry, there's a lot of exposition. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. I, and I know... You want to tell
1: me about the filing system, too? Yeah, so so,
0: so so I know we, we previously talked about, like, cutting this down and, like, leaving it up for the story. And I think, like, when I go back and rework parts of this, I'll rework this section. But, like, I just wanted to get this all away the way for the, like, part that happens later in the chapter. It's, like, just to have the action happen and just run smoothly. And also, the thing is, this is after i cut out of a, a lot of stuff so yeah it's bad. <laughs> anyways since this was a new anomaly nate took the liberty of naming our monster in my absence they called the black liquid reanima after its ability to reanimate the dead the sentient goo would be called evolved reanima and reanima wolf was what we would call the monster nate was proud of the name but i could tell that they were dreading having to fill out the paperwork and be in charge of archiving our new beast That was the least of our worries right now. I told myself I would only complain if we survived against the reanima wolf. One of the science leads on the case, Jeremy, walked us through what they had done. Eli had to remind him to keep his explanation simple. Not that Nate and I were dumb. He was the type to drone on about specific details that weren't quite necessary for the job. Jeremy explained that since reanima was a man-made chemical, finding the fix was easy. Why are you laughing?
1: It's like you just made a nerd. Yeah. Maybe this freaking nerd (laughs) talks too much. You made him up. Yeah, right? Poor guy.
0: (laughs) His crew created a chemical that would counteract the reanima, breaking down the bonds that formed it and returning it to its most basic form. The final product will be a carbon dust mixture that would be harmless to the environment. Jeremy Warren, and this is like the engineer side of me coming out. It's like where I have to explain everything so it makes sense. Sorry, I need to stop interrupting my own story. I apologize. Yeah, I was going to say, at this point, it's on you. Yeah, audience, I'm sorry that I keep interrupting the actual story that's happening. Anyways, Jeremy warned that contact or ingestion of the reanimo could be dangerous. Jane got lucky, due to the small bite, very little of the substance entered her bloodstream. Unfortunately, there was no telling how much Rhianimo could enter through a bite since the creature had grown much larger. Science had also developed a slower-acting antidote version of their kill substance in order to not disrupt the body as the chemical worked to remove the reanima. He told us that the antidote could cause nausea and fatigue. To me, that was much better than ending up like the black tumor-laden fish that Stan had discovered. Science had already planned to use the antidote on Jane's wounds, just in case. Talking about her made my mind drift. I knew that Jane was set to be released later that morning. Eventually, her mom would come to pick her up, and she would be back to normal life away from the weirdness of No Name. That probably wasn't entirely what she wanted. Her desire to be among the craziness of the supernatural was strong. In the long run, being away from No Name was was for the better. Maybe her knowledge that the supernatural was real would be good enough. I was happy she was okay, but with everything going on today, I probably wouldn't see her before she left. I felt a connection to her because she reminded me of myself at that age. The weird loner who was trying to fit in. None of that would matter after she was released. She would go down her own path and Nate and I would go down ours. It was hard to focus on all of the science with so much else going on. It felt more like things were happening at me rather than to me. I could tell Nate picked up on this as they would occasionally ask me if it was all right. They were much more engaged than I was, which was probably because they were still bothered by what Eli had said before. On the other hand, with my own impending dim, waving in my face, it was easy to drift away altogether, but I tried to gather as much as I could. As I drifted in and out of my own thoughts, Jeremy continued with his own monotone explanation. He explained that they would have the cleanup crew use the kill substance to clean the lake and any puddles the monster left behind. The major roadblock will be the monster. They would wait for us to kill it and give the go-ahead that the rest of the area was safe. Of course, we couldn't just throw the liquid at the monster and expect it to work. Jeremy got so excited when he told us about the special bullets he made that would act as a delivery system for the kill substance. After a demonstration, we saw that the bullets would burst with a white light and quickly distribute the chemicals. The bullets were made to fit the same custom shotgun that Nate was using the night before, among other weapons in No Name's custom arsenal. Lastly, we were given EpiPen-like devices to uh, administer the antidote in case we were infected by the monster. Even though we would be armed to the teeth facing this thing, my mind still wasn't at ease. Eventually, Eli left to get Alistair and do their part. Our small mission turned into a project that involved a large portion of No Name's different crews. If I wasn't so lost in my own head, I would have felt important. I knew that together, the no-name crews would fix all this mess that biotech had created. I could only hope that biotech would be held responsible for damage for the damage they caused, though with such a big company, I wasn't sure anything could bring them down. At the very least, I knew that cleanup would clear the contamination. Nate and I grabbed everything that we thought we would need and split from the group to focus on our own plan. We needed to track the creature. On our way back, the... night before, we left cameras to keep track of the monster. After watching the camera phase, we knew we would have to set our kill zone at the gravesite. The gravesite was where it sustained itself and grew. It had to keep going back there. It was a simple plan. Surprise the creature at the source and kill it before it could grow any larger. The only thing we didn't know was when the creature would come. It would be a waiting game for the rest of the day. Working on our plan helped me shake off the numbness that I felt. Nate brought an energy that helped bring out my, bring me out of my own head into the present. The day still blurred together. Everything moved so fast. Maybe it was my own tiredness, but before long I found myself sitting on our battlefield, crouched down in the, in the black sand-like remnants of the clean, cleansed reanima, and leaned against the broken headstone, waiting for the creature to approach us. We had taken my car to the site. A small black sedan would go unnoticed, unlike Nate's fire red. Fire Engine Red Jeep. In my hand, I held a small black flare gun-like pistol. It was all I could handle with my left arm in the state it was in. Nate had taken me to the range a few times to teach me how to shoot. Still, aiming with one arm would be difficult. Not to mention I wasn't the greatest shot. I had a a few preloaded cartridges strapped to my waist as the pistol only held one shot at a time. It would be a difficult game trying to manage distance and reload to fire at the wolf. I stared forward. I was ready, but at the same time I felt completely unprepared. My worry was getting ambushed by the thing again, but this time we had tied lines with bells around the area so we would know when the creature was coming towards us. There was no way we would make the mistake of having that thing sneak up on us twice. I let out a deep breath, longing for this to be over already. Nate was squatted down, leaning their back against a separate headstone. Their shotgun rested gently in their lap, and they had one hand around the handle. Nate seemed oddly calm. Their body was relaxed. They sat with their lips slightly parted, head tilted, looking towards the sky as if they were at a quiet picnic. The orange light from the setting sun illuminated their face as a warm breeze rolled through the trees. I looked up as well, taking in the beauty of the day. Under other circumstances, this would have been the perfect time to go on a walk with Nate. Most of our day had been us prepping for this, making sure we dotted every I and crossed every T. I felt like Nate was seconds away from coming up with formations like we were on a football team. Now we were here in the thick of it. We had been sitting there for what felt like hours or even days. I'm not saying I was getting bored, but time was crawling on. Nate had been quiet most of the time, save a few conversations between us. I couldn't tell if they were simply soaking in their surroundings, nervous for the upcoming fight, or getting in the zone for what was to come. Are you sure this thing is coming? I asked Nate anxiously. It will come when it's dark. Don't worry, Danny, Nate said back in a calm tone. Why did we get here so early then? I asked. Nate let out a short laugh. I'll admit, I jumped the gun. Can't be perfect, can we? Is that really a big deal, though? We have had some time to sit here and relax, clear our nerves, and get ready for this thing. I think my legs are going numb, I said back, only slightly joking. Nate didn't take their eyes off the darkening sky. Hey, are you all right? You seem a little off, I asked. I was a little bit worried. I don't know what I would do if Nate lost their nerve. They were usually the one driving me for it, not the other way around. Huh? Oh, I'm just tired. Nate said, finally taking their eyes off the sky and looking towards me. I could see the dark circles under their eyes and the worried look tucked behind an air of self-confidence. I didn't get much sleep the night before because I was worried about Rachel, and it definitely didn't help that I didn't really get any sleep last night. I tried to sleep on the floor in the lab, but Jeremy kept blabbing about shit I don't care about. To be honest, I fucking hate that guy. I couldn't help but laugh at that. I kept zoning during his talk. He never knows when to get to the point, I said back. <laughs> yes, Cody. I did just make a nerd to make fun of him. Anyways. I, I'm going to... You know, keep laughing. I'm going to go back and change the name to Cody.
1: <laughs> you should just go back and change the name to Jordan.
0: I saw that. I was... Okay. I kept zoning during his talk. He never knows when to get to the point, I said back. I saw that. I was doing the same thing. Why do you... I think I kept asking you if you were okay. Not for you, but for me to draw myself back to reality, they joked. I took a deep breath in. You think we're going to make it out of this one in one piece? We will be fine. We have everything under control. Cleanup already did what they can, and Eli and Alistair are already pressing biotech with legal action. We are going to finish this up and then get some much-needed rest, they said lightly. And then we have a load of paperwork to do, I laughed. Though, after all this, I need a break to do desk work. Yeah, it will make Alistair happy and get Eli off my back for a few weeks, Nate said with an eye roll. You guys gonna be okay? Seems like you've been at each other's throats since this started, I asked, concerned. You worry too much. Eli and I will be fine, yeah, I'm pissed that he made every excuse in their son why we don't have backup, but I knew that was going to happen. It's always just you and me, no matter what. They let out a long sigh and leaned further down. It's not like I hate him or anything. This is just how things are between us. Sometimes he pisses me off, and I know for a fact I piss him off. We're just two very different people. Isn't that the same with us? Aren't we two very different people? I asked. You aren't always looking out for number one, and you wear your heart on your sleeves. The transparency is welcomed. This whole situation was treated very politically, with Eli trying to make the right people happy rather than worrying about who was in the direct line of danger. Eli never feels like he's being completely honest with anyone. He feels like a politician, always making calculated moves rather than interacting like an actual human being. He's great at bars, but shitty everywhere else. If that's how things have to be, then so be it. I'll enjoy the parts of him I can, Nate said. I couldn't tell if they were bitter or just stating things how they were. After all, Eli was one of the main people we interacted with during the job. Any clashes with him could make working miserable. I guess? I responded. I really didn't know what to say. I spent most of my life trying to be liked by everyone and also trying to like everyone. It's like he's trying to do the same thing. I guess sometimes things need to be left how they are. We do our best. He does his. At the end of the day, everything will reach some weird steady state. We will give Eli a hard time and vice versa. Maybe the relationship will hammer itself out. Maybe it won't. We have to keep doing our job so we can achieve our goals, Nate said, looking down at their hands. Oh, and what's that? I asked playfully. My true goal here is to get home and sleep so I can wake up tomorrow and breathe, Nate said with a light laugh. There you go again. I think I can help you get there, I laughed back. It felt like this was going to be the last quiet moment before everything fell apart. I couldn't help but think of the worst-case scenario. Call it depression or by any other name, it was something that I was ingrained with as a child. You are always one step away from failing. It was a constant battle to push those thoughts out, a battle that I so desperately wanted to win, even though I struggled every time it came up. I knew it was something I had to live with. It didn't make that battle any less frustrating. I took Nate's advice and tried to use the time before the monster arrived to calm down and focus. And now I'm going to awkwardly stare at you, Cody, because that's the end of my story. There's no good place to end it, so like, just like, oh yeah, I tried to calm down. (laughs) The end. Next chapter (laughs) will be... I took a nap.
1: That's the end of the story. Yeah, next
0: chapter will be far more interesting. I just wanted to, like, top load all the exposition. I definitely need to change that up a lot. I know the issues that exist.
1: I think it's like a matter of balance, you know? Like, I do think that that is like a large... It's not that anything in that was particularly like, bad, or not even uninteresting. It's just a lot all at once, you know, that could be like dispersed out yeah, yeah and I and
0: i think like like as i was reading and i was, like thinking of like the rest of the chapter and the rest of the part was, like there's ways that i can weave that information into the story without just being like top load exposition here's all the stuff that they talked about it could be like oh yeah we went to the thing now we're here at the thing um when yeah. they shoot at the um wolf they can i can explain oh yeah like it started to dissolve just like they said inside i was like i can find other ways to piece that together it's very yeah. top-loaded and i and it's because it's like, interesting world
1: building yeah. you know like it, and that's it's, like, it's like information that's valuable and that's
0: the thing it's like both coming from like an engineer's perspective and also like the part of our show where we did a lot of like world building a lot of fleshing out these worlds like i'm used to fleshing out the idea to make the world seem real and that's what i ended up doing here and i think that the chapter kind of suffers because of it
1: yeah it's the, it's just the way it's 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 the like i think that it needs to be interspersed with something because it's like i don't even necessarily think that the exposition was like poorly written or exposition that shouldn't be there i mean maybe some of it could yeah. be gotten rid of or could be like trimmed back whatever but it's just that it's like there's like two seconds of conversation at the beginning and then your main character talks to themself for the rest of the chapter, then there's a conversation at the end. It's like that could be mixed in better or like have some stuff happen in between. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and like I said, like the rest of like and I think there's still stuff in the other chapters that's like more expositional, but I think this for the rest of my story, this is the heaviest world building, heaviest, like expositional. This happened, this happened, this happened, this is what we're gonna do, this is what we're gonna do. For the rest of it, like spoiler, the next part they are going to face the uh monster. And, yeah and then the next chapter is going to be the aftermath and something's gonna happen and there's like a long chap uh, conversation of the next chapter and then like it's going to be the tie up of the entire like this entire first like book of the story so yo
1: because of you yo because I didn't sleep no a lot no it's fine night. I also
0: didn't sleep a lot but like yeah I, I we're, we're going to get to and we're going to um it's going to be more interesting next time I just needed to get this out of the way and I know that there's better ways to do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't even think that it was that it wasn't interesting. It was just like one note for a long time. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So there's um, the second part of this chapter, and part of me wants to just like apologize for the week after and just read all eleven pages of the following chapter because it is more way more dialogue, <laughs> so it's not gonna be like <laughs> a boring exposition thing. And then. And yeah. then, so I can do the final chapter in probably just one go, which is also a lot of dialogue, too. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm and um, I like, so, and I mean, it's too early to talk about the future stuff, but like, this is one that I mentioned before of like wanting to one day publish and also like wanting to do like a series out of this, like multiple books. And what I've been doing recently has been like writing um short stories in between because it's not like i'm falling out of love with the story but it's like i've done nothing but this story for almost two years yeah like like we started this series um what like february of 2021 started writing this series well i started writing this series february of 2021 i finished this part um i think spring and, we're, and I'm still doing it, and it's still, like, I, I, I've been doing the story for a long time, and I'm really happy that we're getting to the end of it, because I do just want to, like, share the end, take a break to write a different, like, little, like, one-shot story, a couple of short stories do on the show, and then probably get back to this. But I, I, I need a break. <laughs> I love this story a lot. No, I, the character I, I get that. means a lot to me, because, I mean, I'm just writing myself, pretty much. But yeah it's 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 been a lot and i'm happy that i only have what like four weeks left uh three or four weeks left of this
1: yeah no i get that i mean it's definitely a different pace for me because like i started writing my story more recently than you did and like i just don't have as much time to be writing but um i get what you mean where like you start reaching the end of something and you're like you're ready for it to be done yeah i don't really know how many weeks i have left i'll be interested to see what it ends up being yeah that's
0: great i mean i also like the idea um that we kind of talked we've done before and it's been a long time so i don't know how well we'll be able to do this but like doing like more short story for a little bit before we go back to big story more short story stuff but doing like the thing like write a story in a former world or write a story in one of our other like our worlds or like doing a thing that i like that we kind of did with this is like do um, a world one week, make the characters the next week and then do a story the week after. I think that would be a fun thing to, oh, to carry yeah. on. I think that'd be like, I I don't know. I guess part of my mind's like, man, what comes next after the story, especially since I want to continue writing this. I like have been thinking about like other things we could do so it doesn't get stale.
1: Well, and I mean, in terms of the story that you're talking about specifically like making the story that you're reading right now into a series and like, I don't have a problem with this. I'm not saying this in like a complaining way. I just don't know if for you. It's what you want to do. <laughs> do you want to have that be like writing that story, be separate from that's, reading it a chapter of a time on. That's world exactly shop? what
0: I'm like thinking. In my brain is like, I think, yeah. I think that that's going to have to be a separate endeavor so that world shop one can remain interesting. And two, so I don't get burnt out on writing the story on for the well,
1: show. And, like, it works out really well now for you because you're you're done, so you're not having to, every week, churn out a chapter. And, I mean, the length that your chapters are and the amount of detail and that you want to go back and rewrite those doesn't really, like, yeah, that's... doesn't really fit the pace for world. Because, realistically, like, in my head, I have this idea that we would, like, be workshopping chapters. Yeah on show but like that doesn't really work to read the same chapter with like 10 words changed but if you want to get it published like yeah you would have to go back and clean up the chapter that you just read and do a whole bunch of stuff to it to make it flow better for a book right like not a whole bunch but you know like rereading that wouldn't be that interesting on the air because it'd be like i added some dialogue and some stuff where they were like going places and having this conversation or something like instigated this thought that my character was having but it's all the same stuff you know it's like there's stuff like that in mind that's like for sure if like if i was going to rewrite this i would like have chapters in different orders but it's like eh rereading all that on this podcast yeah, and they exactly also sense, like the
0: know? idea of like we don't especially because you mentioned when we first started like the idea of like changing world Shop to be more like Project based, rather than being like a new thing every week, and I the idea that we kind of said is like it's okay for us to be working disproportionately, like for you to be still doing something, and then I have a week, yeah, on something else, I bring something else, or maybe just like have a week where I I I go through and I talk about my influence and like things that I was thinking in writing certain parts of the stories, like doing more like from the mind of a writer, because I think that would also be interesting to be like. Here's my brain, and here's my brain open so everybody else can see it because like yeah, like some behind the scenes stuff. Like with one of the stories that I wrote, and I'll like I said, I'll tell you about it after the show because like that's one I don't know if I'll read on it. But like one of the stories I'm wrote in writing is like something that is like a personal catharsis is what why it's being written because I need to write this story, and I think that'll be certain things be interesting to talk about on the show. I know that we can literally just talk about this off air but yeah this is where my head's at with all story writing it's something that i want to keep doing on the show and i want to keep doing world shop because i love this weird podcast that we've done but i also need to not be traveling every week for work
1: <laughs> well yeah life gets in the way that happens yeah, yeah,
0: yeah but yeah no it's just i've been thinking a lot about this i love doing the show with you i love hearing your story i wish i could hear you do more stories but we've been so busy right yeah and I'm excited to see what you work on next. It might not even be a story next. Who knows? Yeah, I'm curious.
1: Like, I I, I think, yeah, we should have kind of like a break period well, between course, these yeah. story, Like, between this, let's say, project and our next larger project. And I'm curious what that next larger project will be. I don't know if it should be another, I don't know if it should be another, like, story of this length again or something Could else. let's write I'm, a play. I'm, we already did that, though. But, like
0: a stage play <laughs> oh good lord <laughs> I
1: mean we could you have experience just you performing it would yo, be I, I
0: mean we don't have to perform it we could like write it and like
1: <laughs> no I understand yeah. that my point is we have to read it on yeah. air that would be difficult to do well we could
0: do what we did for um the audio drama like before we like put voices to it like just do table reads of it and do like separate voices ourselves that'd be kind of fun
1: that would that I would I I am I am interested. I I I do not yet have a solid idea of what I want to do next. Yeah. I know I want to do something. I just don't know what else to do.
0: Um write a campaign and run it. I'm not running a campaign though. <laughs> We've already talked about that. We already that. did We're that
1: last week.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, we did do that a couple weeks ago. Um anyways, Cody. Yeah. yeah, no, I just sorry audience for having like our shop talk on the show. Um our world shop talk on the show. A hey.
1: We should, we should uh, make a new podcast on this podcast.
0: <laughs> I mean, we've basically already done that. That's true. <laughs> we, 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 because this podcast right now is much different from where we started.
1: Anyways. I just like the idea of Podcast Shop, the podcast where we make podcasts based on the role of a 20-sided die. I mean, that... that make the next alpha
0: male podcast. God, that would be... I mean, that could be an episode where we do that. like make Instead of, like, world building, podcast building. That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyways cody i think it's a funny joke i'm not sure if it would go I, for an I, hour <laughs> we don't have to we could do whatever we want this episode's almost two hours um cody <laughs> almost asked you what you've been doing god cody what are your plugs <laughs> The Wandering Gamer yep.
1: Network, it's a podcast. Uh, right now, I'm running a game called uh, Wanderlust that I'm really enjoying. It's based on Fate, and we stream at Wandering Underscore Gamers, where right now I'm playing a game called Immortality that has more nudity than should be on Twitch. Right?
0: And it's not on the banned Twitch game, so you can play it. Oh, really? oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't think of there, that. There is, I didn't know that Twitch did that. There is that. a list of like, <laughs> games, if you stream it, you will immediately be gone. But, the, but that's also, they're, like, very heinous games. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, if you have two viewers on your average stream, you can basically do whatever yeah, you right. want. <laughs> um,
0: but, yeah, you can check me out at my other podcast, The Side Character Spot. We're on hiatus, but we're writing. We'll be back. Just both of us have very busy lives. Um, and then you can check out my stream on Twitch, We Belong, where Wednesdays when I'm not traveling, Will and I talk about anime and diversity. So check those out. Oh, yeah, something, I guess, at twitch.tv. Something, I guess, zero, zero, at twitch.tv. My brain is dead. Goodbye, guys. That's the end of the show, Cody. (laughs) Say bye. Bye. (laughs)